What's going on guys? I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Kohler's Lawn and Landscape Society Conference. The event is now scheduled for August 28th through the 31st in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. There's going to be education, speakers, networking opportunities, swag, equipment demos, live panel. Spencer's Lawn Care is going to have a live panel discussion with Kevin Hansen, the Lawn Care Juggernaut, Brian Shane with Top Notch Lawn Care, Mike Andes with Augusta Lawn Care, Randy Haskell with Countryside Lawn Care, Caleb and Brittany Allman with Almond Landscape and the Kid Contractor Podcast, Brad Bear with Copper Creek Cuts, Paul Jameson with the Green Industry Podcast, and myself. For more information and to register, as well as to view videos from 2020's LLS event, visit LawnLandscapeSociety.com or click the link tree in this episode's notes to get you there fast. Hope to see you there. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, continuing at the Podcast Summit here live in uh, Baltimore, Maryland area at Mulchmate Dawson Manufacturing, Mulchmate headquarters. So, and I am not by myself. Um, this is a great opportunity for us, all of us podcasters, to meet and and connect and network and and get some more content. Uh, on our podcast. So I, I've been long awaiting to uh, get as much as I like the IBG episodes and, you know, sharing some of my thoughts and, and experiences throughout the year. I look forward to connecting with my fellow peers and mentors and, and talk shop and talk about life and business as well. So without further ado, my guest right here next to me is... Um, I'm Jake from Jake's Lawn Landscapes. I'm out of uh, Prince William County, Virginia. Yes. Yeah, so thanks for thanks for coming to the event. Thanks for being on the podcast, Jake. And something I just uh, remembered, he reminded me uh, because we talked a little bit offline. He is close to me. Very you know, close. I haven't I haven't met a whole lot of people. Well, I, I have met people in my area, and I, I've known them for a while. But I think what I mean to say is I haven't met anyone in a while, like recently, any kind of recent history. I just kind of already know everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, every now and again, someone pops up like, "Hey, I never realized you were." this close or you're in this part of Virginia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or they ask me like, where are you? Like they either like see something I posted or said, and they're like, wait, where are you in Virginia again? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm only like 30 minutes from you. I'm an hour from you. So how far are you from, from me, from Midlothian or from Richmond area? So from Richmond, like if you're familiar with shore pump, um, from exactly where I'm at in like an hour and 20, maybe an hour and 30. Like okay. With no traffic. Yes, because you're close to where I used to work. Yes. Born and raised. <laughs> quick, quick backstory there. I, I I used to work in retail management. For those of you listening to my podcast for the first time, thank you and welcome. Uh, look forward. I look forward to sharing lots of great content with you guys. Uh, but so if you don't know my whole backstory, you can go on YouTube and, and, and Long Care Rookie and I've got a video there that really says it all plus all the stuff over the over the time frame podcast but just a quick thing is i've been in retail management for over 15 years 
Um, and that was about eight years ago before I started lawn care and then, you know, got into social media and just to start doing the podcast a year ago, but I did YouTube and social media for almost eight years also. Um, but <clears throat> where was I going with that? I, when I first moved here, uh, to the Virginia area, the first, the only store that I could work at in retail that they transferred me to was in Woodbridge, uh, Toys R Us. Dale city technically was, was actually the name of the town or city or whatever that Toys R Us was in. Uh, so I had to drive all the way from Richmond, Virginia on 95, which is, well, from Midlothian, Virginia, technically, which is actually further from, from, from Richmond. Like, you know, <laughs> when you're just trying to get on different highways to get to 95, instead of just like getting on 95, like from Richmond or whatever, or some stupid little thing to get to 95, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more things to get to 95 from Midlothian. So it took me like a good two to three hours, depending on the traffic every day, both way, each way. So it, it, it was, it was a lot, but God so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oof. It was short lived. Fortunately, they transferred me to somewhere closer, like however many months later, it was less than a year, less than six months, I think, but it's, seem like an eternity. I say all that to say that Jake is from that area and that's how we kind of all connected the dots somehow. I don't remember how, how it first started, but I, I remember like you, I saw something or you said yeah. something. Whatever. I, was I, like, I, I posted a story with the geotag. Oh, that's what it is. Commented on it. And I was like, is that like the same place? And I'm like, yeah, that's where I, yeah. that's where I work. The Toys that's, R Us that's now gone because they went out of business, yes. but <clears throat> things like yeah. a big lots or something now you said, right. Or whatever. But anyway, something. yeah. So there's a connection there. So always meeting new people. I mean, I'm sure we kind of knew each other from social media, but never really connected and, and re put the dots, yeah, you know, connect never. the dots there. So that's um, small world there. And so you came out an hour and a half. It took you to get here to uh, Baltimore, Maryland mm -hmm. from Northern Virginia, basically. So we call it Novo no or Nova, Nova. Nova. I said, Novo. Nova. That's something Nova. totally different. <laughs> Nova. <laughs> I never like knew Nova. what. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never knew what that was at first though. I'm like, what is this Nova? And they're like Northern Virginia. Northern I'm Virginia. like, Oh, you and your, or the DMV. That's another one. The DMV. The DMV. And yeah. it's not the department of motor vehicles. It's, you know, DMV is just like the broad spectrum of where we're at. DC, Maryland, Virginia. Ah, gotcha. So See that? You learn something new all the that's time. What I've there called, you go. You know, that's what I call the DMV. Lord nice. Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, enough of all of that fun backstory there. That was a little icebreaker, a little intro there, a little connection. But why don't you go ahead and tell everyone your backstory, your origin story, I should say, like, you know, your business, how you got in, into this business and what, what you did before that. Cool. Okay. So um, a little bit of sharing this from to you that I didn't really talk about on the um Kid Contractor podcast. Yeah, that's another thing. Also, you guys can listen to uh, the Kid Contractor podcast uh, with Caleb and Brittany Allman. Uh, Jake was on there before this, so there's more content for that. So definitely support that. But um, okay, so basically my backstory, um, what got me into landscaping and um, what furthered me more. Um, basically, I mean, growing up, you know, I um, clearly I did I did like being outside. I've always loved being outside, you know, in the woods and this and that and the other. Um, I actually maintained four to five yards just for my family. I had a, I live on a very small, like closed area where, you know, it's all my family. So I started doing that a little bit, but it wasn't really my focus because I helped my um, family do a seafood business for the longest time um, as a teenager. Um, even before I was a teen, you know, just running the ropes and learning it and um, getting to know it and working on the river. Cause I come from a um, family that does, did seafood, did the boat, grew up on the river and all that, like generations. So teenage years, high school, all the way through, I um, helped sell seafood and ran a seafood truck and sold um, crab shrimp, you know, the whole nine. We weren't a restaurant, but pretty much like a Meals on Wheels. 
But um, I kind of left that, and my brother wanted to do his own CV thing with my cousin. So I went, left, did that, started helping them start up in about 45 minutes from where we grew up in uh, Gainesville. So that catapulted me into helping them. And then I stayed there for about maybe two years. And then, you know, with the advice and help, encouragement of, you know, said people that in my circle was noticing that, you know, pretty much my cousin, which now helps plow snow for, he um, guided me into a different like direction because he saw, you know, it wasn't where my heart was. It wasn't who I was. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was only doing it to sacrifice for, you know, because it's what I knew. It's what I grew up with. It's all I knew. I mean, I enjoyed landscaping and I had no idea what it was or how to like make a business out of it. So, you know, I kind of just threw myself into it because he was like, look, you know, go do it. And, um, so I left and, and then what got me the cur or the, I should say the encouragement and the confidence to do it is I have a full-time job where I work and the county that I work at doing landscaping and mowing and small tree work and bush hogging, um, uh, for the school system that I'm at. And that fast forward, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm in between. And if you, like, um, Naylor said, if you check out the kid contract podcast, I talk more about that on there, but, um, I'm in between my full-time job, which I work in the spring and summer six to two, and then, um, fall is seven to three. And then when I get off that, I, um, I knock out all my, you know, cleanup jobs or landscaping jobs and all my own contracts or, you know, clients that I have. And I just balanced the both, but it's kind of hitting the wall to where, you know, making, yeah. that, making that jump <laughs> yeah. kind of like in your, um, your room, you yeah. know, people say like, they don't quit jobs. They quit bosses Yeah, or organizations or like the way places are ran and the right thing as a whole. It's like the job is nice. But, you know, the environment, the environment, yeah. the reward, like, you know, coming in for your why, you know, we talked about that on with uh, like Brittany mentioned it too. It's like, there's a lot that goes into that and a lot that's like deeper involved in just like, you know, a paycheck and, you know, what is it? What's your end goal? Like, what do you want in life and what do you want out of it? And how are you going to get it? Are you going to get it working for somebody else? Are you going to get it, you know, working, clocking in, punching in a nine to five job or six to two in my case? And, you know, sacrificing your hours for something else or like, you know, whatever they want to paint the picture as like, you know, this is this and you got benefits and you got retirement. And granted, those things are nice, but, you know, on this side of the spectrum, like sacrificing and making that jump, you know, there's always that other that other like realm of life or mindset too, where like if I put in the work for myself, I can get there and I can have that, you know, that luxury. And that's the wall I'm at and the wall I'm hitting because, um, when I, I walked away from the seafood completely, completely at 19, I was 19 scared to death. didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to do it, but with the right guidance and with the right help and, um, you know, encouragement, it gave me, I did completely walk away from it and I haven't looked back since. And because, and when I did that, it was scary. But what I learned is, you know, when you do something scary and it's not as hard as you thought it would be, it, it turns out better. That's the risk. And you got to be willing to take that. And I think that's still where I'm at right now with, a, you know, a bigger decision than just uh, like something I grew up with doing because of my family, you know. And it's kind of weird when you get put in a position that, you know, you got to make a choice for yourself and you almost feel guilty 
doing that because it's like I've been doing this for so long that it's not what I want anymore. I want to do this, but is that right? Like, is that like normal? Like, should I be feeling like this? And it's, it goes so much deeper than just into like doing landscaping work or mulching. It's just like, yeah, it's like it hits you at your core. Like what am like, how am I going to do this? Like it almost keeps you up. Like it's what I think about like every day, like, you know, and it really wasn't necessarily what I thought about back in the beginning when I started, but it's come full circle now to be like, you know, I'm, I'm middle, I'm 26 and I'm at the middle of, you know, middle of my twenties mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like this. Now, if I don't do anything about it, I'll probably still be feeling like this at 30 and 35. Mm-hmm. Do I make the jump now when I'm young, when I have nothing holding me back or do I do it when I have a house and kids and a payment and this and that? Yeah. So it's like, you know, high risk, high reward. And that's kind of where I'm at right now at this very moment, which, you know, got me here and got me at GIE and then, um, we kind of crossed paths that, um, entrepreneur, but we never met, but you know, I didn't, I, it was so many things going on at yeah. that. It was hard, but yep. you know, and when things get hard or when things get like challenging in life, it pushes you to step outside your comfort zone to think about ways to connect and to find out resources too, that like, if I do this, you know, wh- how can I relate or who can relate to me going through it? too and it's like it, it's a lot you know it gets hard like you know your story was insane for your yeah you because know, i listened to the episode where your boss was like you gotta do you gotta choose this yeah or your family yeah now where i come how from how can you even choose like how can you even decide something like that why would bo- you even say that <laughs> yeah and i've been recently in the same like in talk but it wasn't really family it was just more of like you gotta be here and you gotta be you gotta get called in and i'm just like it was just like, you know, when, when something happens, it's like that, that sign you get, you just like that light bulb, like this is like this, this, here's your right. sign. Yeah. Like somebody tells me that I got to choose or pick, like <laughs> I'm stubborn as it gets and hard headed for, if, if, you know, f- from the get go. Right. And it's like, for me, I, I would have been, I probably would have blew up. Like, mm, I ain't choosing that. Like, you know, yeah. it gets hard to make decisions when you're being told to. Yeah. And especially you got, you know, mortgage or a house payment, like it's a lot. Right. It's a whole lot. And then it's just like, it weighs on you. And then you're like, wait, my family or my job, like what kind of choice is that? Like I go to my job to support my family. Right. What else am I going to do? Right. And being in that position, like, you know, being an entrepreneur or being, you know, owning your own business, you have, and if you do it right. And if you, you know, do your finances right and you set everything up, you know, good you can put yourself in a good position where you don't have to worry about being told what to do right how to do it or right. you got to clock in like if you get all your scheduled jobs done on in like monday through friday you want to wake up saturday and sunday morning go do something right you have full wing or monday morning you want to have a three-day weekend you don't gotta you don't have a boss nagging you about your leave or about oh blowing your phone up it's like you might have customers blowing your phone up you might have but they understand they're we're all human you know we're not robots right we're not perfect you know we don't we don't we can't hit the mark every single time but you know if we do it right and do it thoroughly and show up and put in the hard work i mean it pay it'll pay off Learn all about Toro's full line of battery-powered Revolution Series products at revolution.toro.com or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Now, I've been using the 21-inch commercial uh, mower 
the battery powered mower and it let me tell you I've, I've used it the entire season and it's a great mower it's 21 inches so it's small compact it's good for all like the small tight areas typically the backyards uh, we have a couple of properties with like the raised uh, sections of the backyard where you have to basically pick the mower up to get it up there to mow you know a decent sized section of lawn like decent I mean by decent sized where you don't want to trim the whole thing because it won't really look look as nice and and clean cut obviously as a mower so we always need like a 21 or 22 inch uh, mower on on our setup in the trailer on the ramp rack whatever so that we can have that for that property and any other properties that we may want to use it for to get into those small gates and those tight areas and so on and everyone goes to the 21 inch battery powered commercial mower by Toro because it's light enough weight like I said to lift it up but it's super powerful cuts through anything it's fast what I really like about it is that it's got this technology where there's two, uh, basically two speed controls. There's auto or max. So if you turn it on max, then it's full speed, full blade speed, and full auto pace speed. So the uh, dr- transmission, the drive tires are going to go faster, but the battery will run out faster that way as well. So what I tell all my guys to do is stick with auto. So this way, what it does is it stays in a lower speed blade speed and uh, drive speed until it needs to pick it up. Say you're going uphill or you're getting into thicker, taller grass, it will automatically sense that, like the, the extra workload, and it will pick it up into the max speed automatically without you switching uh, the, the lever, uh, the switch. It just automatically goes up. And then once you you know get up the hill or clear through that, you know maybe you turn around uh, to go in your next pass and you clear that thick area, it goes back down to the lower speed. So this way, it prolongs the life of the battery, which we normally uh, go through one battery a day. It comes with two batteries, so we always have one fully charged up in the truck uh, or the trailer. Um, I always charge one overnight. I just take it home with me since I'm the owner of the business, and I just pop it in the the charger in my garage, and next morning or later that night, if I uh, remember to grab it, I take it out, and this way I have it ready for the next day, and we just swap them out basically every day. Some days we don't even go through a full battery. It just depends on obviously how many backyards we use it for but it's it's a great mower everyone loves it i love it it's built like a tank but it's so small and compact and it's just really uh, easy to use but you you feel like you've got a heavy duty mower and you're not sacrificing the power because the power is there the battery lasts like i said a, a whole day you know we're not using it on every yard you know we've got 15 to 16 yards a day we're not using it on every backyard but we definitely use it enough to drain the battery i'd say maybe we use it for maybe you know uh, five to, to eight or nine yard backyards here and there. Sometimes if it's too wet, we have to do a little bit more and so on. But I know that's the go-to mower for everybody uh, that, that I have on my team. And it's, it's just a great, a great mower. Uh, and Toro offers obviously other mowers. This year they came out with uh, the Grandstand and the Z-Master all on the same platform that you trust, just supercharged with the innovative hypercell battery system like I was talking about. And it's equipped with the Horizon 360 business management software that you can work smarter, not harder. So make sure you go ahead and check uh, the episode description, click on the link tree, and you can go right to the revolution.toro.com website and check it out. And now the LCR Media Podcast continues. 
I think that's where why so many of us are doing this too, so that we can be our own boss and we can make our schedule do whatever. We don't need to be told what to do and and just have these ultimatums and everything. But I I think the challenge though is eventually a lot of us might grow or want to grow and we and we need employees and now we're in the complete reverse situation and now how do we not do you know how do we uh, transfer that to our employees yes. right so that they feel like this is working for us is not ultimatums and like we don't want to become that boss like how you and, paint that picture yeah exactly like how do we create that culture for them so that they want to work for us because it's like yes. we can all be bosses and our own boss and have our own companies but at, at some point like you know i mean you can't you can't just have a, a million solo companies you know what i mean at some point you might need someone to help you out you might need employees you might need to grow to a certain point and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> how do you you know relate how do you transfer that same kind of vibe and that culture so that you you can, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. not, not, not almost it's, sound like uh, hypocritical or no, whatever, you know, <laughs> creating that environment that you were in, uh, that you left to not have that, then to not create that right. environment, to create yeah. the environment that you want to find employees that want to work for you right. and want to, you know, make you money and they make money and you want to paint them the picture that like, if you take care of me, I will take care of you tenfold because I know what it's like not to feel appreciated. I right. know what it's like to get yelled at. I know what it's like to be undervalued and undermined and all they care about is making money and that they look at you as an option of you're just an employee. But, you know, if you build the right team or use, and it doesn't need to be a team, it could be two guys and then two guys can work crazy for you and, and produce just what you can produce and be happy because they're happy with their pay. They're happy coming into work. They're happy with feeling a purpose that they're doing something, you know, good and that they enjoy. Because from what I've, what I've seen is the people that, you know, like working outside, they like doing it, they're going to do it and they want to they want a goal. They want an end goal and they want, you know, to be rewarded for that goal. And like I was saying, like just a couple of seconds ago, if you can paint them that picture of like, this is where we're at. Well, this is where you could be. You put in the hard work and you sacrifice and you come and you show up and you come into work and you work hard. It will pay off. You'll come, you'll go. And then, then instead of making 20, I can give you 30 an hour. I can give you 35 an hour. You know, yeah, if I can make money, you can make money. And that's where my mindset is. And I think with me, like, that's the most challenging thing is like, you know, is finding people because, I mean, since starting this, I mean, it's only been my, f- this will be my fourth, like, legit full time. Like, this will be my first full time year once I do what I'm going to do, but <laughs> no, to be continued. But, um, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's challenging to find the people because you have to find somebody you can, and like Gary Woodstock, um, was saying at the LAL. It's like you almost need you almost think you need to find somebody like you, but that's completely opposite. Right. Like you don't need that. Like if I right. can find anybody, it's like somebody that I can trust, somebody reliable, somebody that can probably think differently than me because I don't know everything. Right. And I'll admit that. I'm like, they need to fill in your gaps. They need to yeah. fill in those gaps in that I don't know because I'm 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 stubborn. I'm like I said, hard headed. Like I'll go to the wire with everything and I'll I'll work hard and I won't, you know, leave no stone unturned. But if there's a simpler, easier, more effective way to do it, I'm all ears and you know, I'm like, I want to make that environment to where like they feel like they'd get listened to. And like, if I've been doing something certain way and they're like, Oh, let's do it like this. Maybe it'll work better. I'm like, okay, we'll try it for a week and go for there. And if it works out, Hey, you get a bonus. Like 
You right. saved me money. You make my job easier and I'm going to make your life easier and I'm going to reward you for that. It's not like do as I say, not as I do. You do it. Go out there and get it done. I don't want to hear nothing else. You know, like right. that's no work environment. You go and then you, you start resenting your boss or you're resenting your job or resenting coming in. And at my full-time job, like I mentioned earlier, like that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I've been there since I was full-time. I've been there since I was 19 turning 20 and I'm 26. So this is my fifth year. Like in August, it'll be my sixth year. It'll, I hit my sixth year mark. And at that point, like, you know, my retirement's been building and I'm just like, you know, what do you do? You know, right? you're at a place where you wake up every day and you have no ambition to go into and, you know, and you work really hard. And then at the end of the day, there's really no reward for it other than they expect it. And it's like, you wake up for yourself and you have, you know, all these things to get done and you get them done. And then when you get a do- job done thoroughly and like, and, and somebody walks outside and they're like, wow, this looks really good. And they're really appreciative. It really like strikes you. Like it really feels good. And, you know, and that's kind of like the, the mindset and the mentality that I have behind it all is, you know, you want to do something that you know you can do well enough to make money and you enjoy it and you want to trade your time for it and you're willing to trade your time for it. It's just like, you know, my dilemma with a full-time job is like, every, you know, everybody I talk to thinks, thinks I'm crazy for my mindset and the way I think, but they're like, but the benefits, but this, but, that. and I'm like, okay, well that's, you know, your mindset, but I don't think like that. Right. And don't knock me for thinking differently or being different. Like, you know, like you were saying, like before we started the podcast, it's like, I'm different. I think differently. So don't look at me like I'm crazy. I might be crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm crazy, like excited for what I want and I'm crazy. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Right. And I can't do that at a job that, you know, holds you back. You know, you want to think outside the box and you want to do things productively. And it's just like, you get frowned upon sometimes rather than like congratulate it. Cause it's not a company making money from what you're doing it's more like you got seven and a half hours you clock in let just go get it done i don't care how like just do it like yeah. what kind of like what kind of environment is that right and it's like it's it's really hard to feel accomplished or to feel like you're doing something like worth it if you're if it's like there's no reward behind the work right and the why like we were talking about that with like you know, why, why is this happening? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I waking up? Am I sacrificing for them or for the organization, for a company or am I sacrificing for myself? Right. And it's like, you know, you compound over time, you put in the work and you get out there and you do it and it won't happen overnight. And it, and it might not happen in a year or even two years, but, um, like Caleb had a great example of it compounding over time to, where you were 19, are you in a better place now? Most definitely. And your mindset, like everything's going to change. And, and I think that's like, you know, the bigger picture of everything, just not the landscaping work or the mowing work or, you know, having a good clientele. I think it's your why, like, why are you doing it? Why are you going out there and working 90 hours and burning yourself out? And it's just like, why not? You know? Right. I I don't ever want to leave this life with regret knowing that I didn't do something because I was scared. Yeah, And I think that's what a lot of us get stuck in is they, we get stuck in a routine. We get stuck in a job and we don't have the mind, not the mindset, but we don't have like the, the, I guess it's mindset to change it up, like to change up our daily routine or our daily in, you know, what we're used to, to go and do something completely different or to take that jump because fear. And then, you know, we're, we're so comfortable where we're at that we stay where we're at and, you know, we, 
bring we make a paycheck and we get it we brought it we bring it in and we live off that and then we get raises and especially in blue collar work you know where you where i come from you know it's not like corporate world where if you sell something or you know salesman's aspect if you sell something you get commission off of it and you're making a lot of money it's more like you know you clock in and you clock out and you go home and you do the thing and it's like it, I kind of hit the wall at like three and three years in, but you know, I was younger. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going and see where this goes. And the growth factor, like you can, you can move up, but it takes so much more time where in the real world, if I put this much in, if I put this much energy in, if I put this much, you know, like energy into me and my business, where could it be in focus? When you're not focused and you're here and you're there and you're going to this job and you got this on your mind. It's like, it's like I was explaining to Caleb running on a treadmill or running on like a hamster running on a yeah, wheel. Yeah. You're running on that wheel and you're just running, 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 running. <laughs> and you feel like you're getting somewhere, but you're just, you're just getting things done, but you're not, you're not, you're not progressing. progressing. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing. And like the biggest wall I've hit this last year, especially with, um, 20 and 2022 or 2021 is, you know, that my focus has been all over the place because I've been trying to do this and I'm trying to do that rather than just focusing it strictly on the business and, you know, your numbers and money and finding employees and, and growth. And, and I think that, you know, taking that jump and that risk to get to where you want, you want to be and you have that vision in your head, like you can vividly like see it and it's not like, it's not that right now. So you're, you're kind of unhappy. So it's just like, you see it, so you want to plug it in and do what it takes to get there. So, like, what am I missing? It's like that missing puzzle piece to make it complete. Yeah. And whatever that's going to take to get that com- that that complete like vision in reality to make you feel like I'm doing this is it, it, it's it's the bread and the butter. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. It's not necessarily like about the money or about you know you know, making thousands of dollars. Cause if in the, in the beginning, you don't really don't profit too much. You just make enough to get by and make enough to pay for your employees and make enough to, you know, to pay for the next job sometimes, especially if you're, you know, you got material out and overhead and it's just like, you might take home $500. You might take home a thousand and, and then so on and so on. Like it's like a never ending cycle, but you build that to where one day you have the fallback of, like you said, you don't go into a place where you're miserable or you're unhappy or right. you're thinking about the, what if, like, what if I do this? Or what if I would have done this? Like you're, you're in a, you're in a constant place of mind. Like I did that. I figured it out or I tried and you can keep going off of that. Yeah. And that's just my mentality and my mindset with everything, like, especially right now. And uh, I think what kind of pushed me to go to GIE and then what definitely pushed me to go to a uh, entrepreneur and to meet, you know, to get the connections and to get the, the information and to learn more about, you know, not just landscaping, but, you know, business side of things and, you know, just to take it to that next level. Yeah. And the co- to have the confidence to be like, you know, I'm doing this and why am I doing this? And if I choose this, I got to choose this every day and I got to go after it. I have no problem with that, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you have a lot of good insight, a lot of good mindset going on. So uh, I, I look forward to following your journey and uh, also listening to the rest of the podcast. So guys, uh, make sure that you are 
following the Kid Contractor Podcast, the Fence Industry Podcast, and, and the Green Industry Podcast for lots more content to come. I know Jake's already been on the Kid Contractor Podcast. Uh, he might be on the other ones too, as well as everyone else that's coming through. I keep getting all the uh, all the people telling us that uh, lunch is here, I believe. So we want to make this short and sweet and uh, wrap this up so we can go get some lunch. Um, but I did want to uh, have you pick a, a quick question from the pod deck i can't oh, leave wow. the, the the listeners hanging here okay do i ask you or do you ask me you just read that and you answer it unless it's something crazy and you don't want to do it we'll pre-pick if you could send a message to the entire world what would you say in 30 seconds there you go i get i was just, you um, i get that. the end of this this is perfect i actually posted it on my uh, facebook yesterday it's believe in your vision and do everything in your power to make it a reality wow Nice. Honestly. And I just posted that yesterday and I got like a couple shares. Wow. And you had it ready on your phone. Yeah, Look at that. <laughs> Everything is like falling into place sometimes. Wow. Well, on that note, Jake, thanks for coming. And uh, uh, um, we're going to go grab some lunch. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, are you going to be staying a little while today? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So look I'm forward fine. to talking to you some more. And I'm sure you'll be on some more podcasts. Uh, and we're going to go get some lunch. Thank you to Mulchmate or Dawson Manufacturing, home of Mulchmate and Kohler for um, supporting this podcast summit event. And as always, the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.